Hello, everyone, and welcome to Welcome to Report Podcast, episode 132. Benjamin Yoder here to talk to you today about video games and maybe slightly a little little bit of anime, depending on how much time we have. I don't have a giant list of notes here. I've got the uh, the video gaming bit segment here up and ready, ready to pull a random game if we need to talk about it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I uh, so I haven't really played any more Shenmue 3 since last week, unfortunately. I've been a little bit busy. Uh, mainly, I finally decided what the next video is going to be. Uh, I... I for a long time, I've had a in-progress script for a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torn of the Golden Country video. Um, I had a lot of problems with it, though, because um, it's add-on content for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I get, so the, the problem kind of comes down to is uh, how do I position this video? Do I do I talk about it in the, in the context, assuming you've already played Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Or do I talk about it in the sense that, you know, if you've never played it before, you know, is, is this a good jumping in point? And the reality is, I think, is that it needs to be somewhere in between. But but finding that balance was was something I was struggling with. And uh, and I think I, I got a little bit too into the nitty-gritty of the battle system at times. I, I simplified out a lot of the uh, battle system talk I had. So... And then, uh, and then, kind of tried to present uh, the, the 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 strengths and and problems the game has from kind of like two different perspectives. Because I think a lot of the um, changes that Xenoblade Chronicles uh, to Torn of the Golden Country uh, uh, makes is is a significant improvement over the base game. Uh, but I think a lot of those improvements are made for for uh, time reasons rather than actually improving the game. But we'll 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 see. Uh, well, uh, well, not we'll see, but I'll, I'll you'll I'll explain that a bit better. I think once I actually get the video done. So I I pretty much finished the script um, in terms of of uh, the draft. So now I'm just in uh, editing mode, assuming I don't read it again and then hate it and tear the whole thing apart and put it back together again. But I think uh, last I looked at it, I feel pretty good about about where it's at right now. I think the biggest problem is the the word the opening's a little wordy so i might try to cut that down a bit and, and things like that so uh that's not going to be done by the end of this year though i know i said i was going to try to have one major video finished before the end of the year after the chibi robo one it's not happening i'm sorry appreciate your patience though uh as i as i take the time to do this and i realize this is probably not a video that most people want but it's a game that's been kind of lingering in my mind for a very long time I tried to, I've been trying to tackle it throughout the year, but kept having problems with uh, how how it was coming together. And I finally feel like it's in a good spot for me to pursue it uh, to further at this point. So, so I'm gonna go ahead and just finally commit to it and and, and do it. So, uh, but it's not gonna happen before I go to Japan uh, on the 20th. So, so you know. <laughs> Next year, look forward to it in the new year. Um, in terms of games I've been playing, though, uh, a friend of mine who is who's in the group of God Eater, uh, or my God Eater group, I guess, uh, decided to he wanted to play Code of Princess. Uh, we had talked about it a little bit before, and I said I'd be willing to pick it up, and uh, I think I picked it up during the uh, Black Friday sale. Uh, on Steam for it or, or Cyber Monday, whatever it is, like $7 or something like that is what I paid for it. I don't know what the base price is usually for it. I played it on the 3DS years ago whenever it first came out. I think I rented it from Gamefly. Uh, I didn't love it. And I will say when it comes to, if you don't know, Code of Prince is like a, a 2D beat-em-up. So it's kind of kind of like an RPG kind of thing. If you've seen Dragon's Crown or or uh, you know the Dungeon and Dragons Shadow from Star thing, it's very similar. Uh, the one other name that kept coming up whenever I talked to people about Code of Princess was Guardian Heroes. I've never played Guardian Heroes, uh, but it seems like that might have the most direct bloodline to cut of our Code of Princess. 
Um, but yeah, it's like a 2D beat-em-up, and I've, I've just never been super big into 2D beat-em-ups. Occasionally, they work for me, um, but it, it's really hard. It's a really hard genre to describe and a really hard genre to say what works and doesn't work. I, I really like Streets of Rage 2, and I think that's a pretty common opinion on Streets of Rage. Um, I think maybe it would, would fall a little bit in terms of like, I'm not a huge Streets of Rage 3 fan, and I think there are people who do really like Streets of Rage 3, but Streets of Rage 2, at the very least, I can definitely stand beside, and I'm sure there's some other beat-em-ups in the, in the past I've, in, I've enjoyed as well. Um, but yeah, so I played Code of Princess, and uh, you know, I didn't love it back then, and I'd say today I still don't really love it very much. I... It's really hard to say, again, with these kind of games, what what's missing. And uh, there's some basic combos. So you do like, you know, Street Fighter, like directional inputs uh, to, to do certain skills and stuff. And I, I played through the game as Ali. I think originally when I played it on 3DS, I played as the main character Solange, I think her name is. Uh, but I played as Ali, who's like the, the thief character or whatever. And so she has like bombs and she has like some, some abilities to like kick enemies around, knock them up in the air and things like that. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed playing, well, I you know, within the context of the game, I enjoyed playing Ollie, but, but I just, I don't know what it is about that game. It just, it just doesn't really leave an impact on me. It's it. I think there is something to be said about the combat system. When you're fighting something one-on-one, -on -one, there's like this neat little like lock-on system where you hit enemies with like a tag move. You can kind of think of it similar to like how Gunvolt, when you like shoot somebody and tag them. Um, so you hit them with a tag move and then you basically do more damage to them. And then if you turn on a uh, buff, like a MP draining buff, so even if you're a melee character, you want more MP so you can be in this buff state longer, uh, you do even more damage. So kind of kind of your goal if you're fighting one enemy is to tag them, buff yourself, and then, which is just a press of a button basically, and then just wail away at the enemy. But that gets a lot more complicated when there's like 10 to 15 enemies on screen at once. And uh it's, it can be pretty challenging. A lot of it comes down to crowd control, and uh, there's a lot of like elemental effects in the game that that kind of have a big impact. Uh, my friend was playing as Solange, and I was playing as Ali, so so we both were fire based. So every time we like <laughs> used a bomb or some kind of energy special, it would basically cause everybody on screen to explode. And uh, there's some friendly fire in relation to that stuff. So <laughs> we both equipped uh, flame resistant gear, so we wouldn't be affected by it. Um, but yeah, it, it was fine. It was, that's the thing is like, it's not a bad game. It's just, there's nothing really about it. It's like, it's like a solid, if I had to put it on a review scale, a solid six or something like that. Just like not offensive. There are good things about it. It's got a nice little quirk to it, but there's not really anything that stands out about it either. Uh, and the, the story's pretty fun and, and pretty like, uh, laid back. It's a studio Sizen, I think their name is. It's like the Umihara Co-Opse developers. One of their games. I'm always surprised by how like, how popular Code of Princess is. I mean, it's not super popular, but you can buy like a like a figure of Solange and Ali in the game. So so I'm always impressed by by the penetration that that series has had. So but yeah, we we basically burned through that in this week. So so I you know it's like a, maybe the story's like an hour hour and a half long, and then uh and then we basically went through the multiplayer quests and my friend uh got all the achievements and stuff. So uh, one of the achievements uh. There was like, is like you have to get to the top of the ranking board, which really sucks. But we were playing the PC version of the game, and uh, the the first top two players on there had like ten thousand points. And after like an hour of playing, I think me and him had like two thousand points, 
or sorry, I think I think the top players had a hundred thousand points, but after an hour or two, we had like two thousand points. So apparently, you can just like hack your score. So he just like changed his score briefly and then <laughs> knocked it back down. <laughs> it was like okay, good, we're it's all right. He like reset himself back to the bottom of the list, but he got the achievement for getting the top of the score because whatever. It it would have been a it would have been hours and hours and hours of me and him just fighting each other uh, <laughs> for no real good reason. Um, so yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a fine game. I don't hate it. Don't love it. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing Guardian Heroes. I, I don't have a lot of Sega Saturn games. I have Knights on PSN. I mean, I don't have a Sega Saturn, but, um, you know, for the games that did get ported, Knights, that might be the only Saturn game I've ever played, thinking about it. I, I need to get Sonic R. I was actually watching a, a video about Sonic R playing that game in 2019 on a PC, which is actually pretty good. I think his name is... Uh, his YouTube channel might be Blaze the Hedgehog or Blaze Hedgehog or something like that. Um, he does some interesting videos in terms of like, uh, Sonic PC mods and stuff like that. So, uh, there's like a, if you don't know, like Sonic Adventure went through a ton of port jobs that kind of messed with that game real bad. Um, and so people are kind of creating the definitive version of Sonic Adventure for PC that has a lot of these stuff that was like stripped out of the Dreamcast version, but then like some of the improved models of like the GameCube version, things like that. Um, so it's, it's anyways, but yeah, he, he did a video on Sonic R and, and how to get that thing up and running today. Seems super easy. Basically just an application you run over, uh, an install for Sonic R. So, uh, and that's kind of it for games. I played a little bit of God Eater 2 Rage Bursts on stream on, uh, on Sunday, uh, just a casual stream, just need to do some character episodes. So I played for like two and a half hours, just, you know, wailed away at some enemies, got some cutscenes, things like that. Um, so if you want to see that, that's going to go, uh, I mean, on the YouTube channel, it's already up, but, uh, the actual post goes on the website on Wednesday, but you know, it's, it's, it'll, it's on the YouTube channel if you want to see it <laughs> like right now. Um, but yeah, so that, that, I did that, just got through some character episodes, nothing really new there. Um, and that's kind of it for game playing stuff. Uh, so yeah. Uh, in terms of news this week, there wasn't a lot that really caught my attention. Um, I did watch a Sorter Online Alicization Lacoris uh, live stream for a little bit. I didn't watch the whole thing, just a part of it. Uh, and really the only thing I, I noted about it was I was surprised. I think they made like new animation for Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet for some reason. There's like a trailer that I think was supposed to be like a, a representative of all the games. So they had Infinity Moment, Hollow Fragment, so on and so on until the new Alice, Alicization Lacors or whatever, but it had all these characters from these games. And I think the footage for, uh, Kureha and Zeliska from from Fatal Bullet were 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 unique animations that weren't there before. I could be wrong. Maybe it was maybe it was somewhere else, and I just can't remember. But I was I was kind of surprised. I, I don't really know. I'm kind of curious to see how they handle Fatal Bullet um, in terms of like you know going forward. Because what what inevitably happens is the character from the previous game gets sucked into the next game, and they're kind of there as like this weird throwaway character. Like, hey, you liked this character, right? We have some people who like view this character as their waifu, and so we're gonna keep them in the loop. And, and they're more or less just kind of dead weight in the story, but they're there. If you're a fan of them, you can do whatever. Uh, I, I'm curious if Itsuki will show back up though, because, you know, uh, Zeliska and Kurea are definitely the kind of, um, main, main, I guess, girl protagonists of that game. Um, but, uh, but Itsuki was also very much a, a core player there, but the, the, the situation with Itsuki towards the end, I won't go into spoilers, but, uh, Itsuki has a kind of like a weird situation at the end of the, the game that is, is very heavily dependent on your creative character in that game. Um, and I really don't know how you represent him going forward, uh, without that whole relationship still being there with your creative character, but you know, and 
I don't know if Alicization, you have a created character, if you're just playing as Kirito, or uh, Alicization of the Chorus, the, the game. Uh, I think Alicization is the name of the anime, so... Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I still just really like how that game looks and, and how it plays. I'm going to guess it's not going to be a great game, but it's just like very, very slow in a way that I think is uh, interesting. I want to say slow and deliberate, but I don't know if deliberate is the right word for Sword Art Online game. But it's, it's very it's very slow paced compared to your traditional Sword Art Online game. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like White Knight Chronicles and how that looks. I really need to get around to playing White Knight Chronicles at some point. It very much looks up my alley. Uh, I had a friend tell me once that it was pretty much just Final Fantasy XI to some extent. I'm like, well, I like Final Fantasy XI, so, so yeah, I should play the original White Knight Chronicles. I, I, the thing is, is I want to play the original White Knight Chronicles, not White Knight Chronicles 2 uh, uh, retelling of the original White Knight Chronicles, because they changed the battle system, and I don't know... You know, I don't really care which battle system is better or not. I want to see that original one, and then what the changes they made going into White Knight Chronicles 2. That's on my list, though. I forget who made that. Is that a Tri-Ace game? We're going to do some live research here. No, it's not a level. Five, it's not a Tri-Ace game. It's a level 5 game, which uh, I don't have a ton of love for level 5, but they're a cool studio. All right. Oh, I'm looking through level 5's list here. I forgot about the game Time Travelers for Vita and PS... Or, three, or bleh, Vita and 3DS. Looks like it came out on PSP as well. I would like to play Time Travelers someday. I don't think anyone's fan-translating that game, but I could be wrong. I'll have to look into it again at some point. It scored pretty well in Famitsu. Admittedly, Famitsu's not particularly a uh, great game. Anyways, getting back on... off. Let's get, let's get off this level 5 track. Uh, anyways, level 5. It's a developer I should spend more time with. Like with games like Yokai Watch or something. Anyways, the other thing I want to talk about is Animal Crossing New Leaf. There's some new character customization things that were shown off on, I think, like a Spanish live stream or something like that, maybe. Um, and they basically showed you the ability that you can, like, customize the character noses and stuff. Uh, nothing really new there. Uh, just the only thing I wanted to kind of note about it is I one thing I really hope they do with Animal Crossing New Horizon, and maybe they've already shown this off, so I could be could be just not aware of this change already. I do hope, and, and, and I don't remember if New Leaf lets you do this, but I do hope they let you create your character at the start of of the game. I've never was a big fan of the like holding, like having to look up the chart to see what kind of character you look like you'll end up looking like. I get it. Like uh, there's something interesting about like, you know, not being able to choose your character and things like that. Um, but I think, I think that is something that at this point, you know, people care enough about their Animal Crossing character looks and having to sit there and like, you know, restart the game until you get your character looks or wait until a particular time when somebody's made a character chart or character creator chart. Uh, it's just kind of silly, so I think, you know, they should probably just cut out the, the middleman and, and just let you create your character, or select a random if you want to, or something like that, or 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 even go through the original character creation process, then show you what the character looks like, and then just say, like, are you happy with this, and then just allow, like, a customization option or something like that. I think I would prefer that. Uh, one thing I do hope, though, going forward is that they'll continue to allow for the kind of, like, gender-neutral gender clothing. Uh, in in the Animal Crossing game, like New Leaf, uh, you could just equip whatever, no matter what gender you were, which I which I always really appreciated. And I think a lot of that comes from just like the the body type between all the characters is all pretty much the same. And I'm gonna guess that's gonna be something that continues going forward. But as we as we introduce more customization options, I don't hope that I hope they don't use that as an opportunity to be like, oh well, now we can't like let you be a guy with the dress on or something like that. Because I don't know, like like Mies and and Animal Crossing characters i think are like the perfect place to do that because you don't really have to spend any resources on it it's not like a final fantasy 14 where you have to build out what a guy looks like wearing a dress or something although they do they did like guys wear 2b's outfit which is nice 
Um, but, but yeah, it's just, I think it's a lot cheaper and easier way to do it there. And it just gives you the opportunity to do whatever you want on, on dressing your character up and things like that, which I think is super important for those kind of games. Final Fantasy 14 included. I, I think the ability to just make your character look like what you want it to look like without any kind of like, you know, restrictions because of, you know, the gender norms or whatever. I think that's, I think that's, that's important for, you know, a variety of people. Uh, I know some people don't care, and I know most people, like, the thing is, and this is where the whole, like, thing that comes in about, with Final Fantasy XIV, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again really quick, you know, like, a lot of that stuff takes resources, and you have to think about how many people are going to actually wear that stuff, and chances are, most guys aren't going to wear dresses, that's just how it is, I totally get it, I'm not, <laughs> like, I don't get upset about it, but but the, if you allow that stuff to, to you know, be equipable, I'm, I personally prefer that kind of thing. Uh, same thing with hairstyles. Just let guys wear whatever hairstyles. I mean, it's a, a Fatal Bullet. So you're not sort of online. Fatal Bullet, you have to, you couldn't wear the certain female hairstyles for some dumb reason. But all the girls can wear all the guy hairstyles because it's fine. Like, ah, just let, just let them do it. Hair in particular. It's not like, you know, you have to fit it to a guy in a special way or something. At least in the case of that game, you know. And that's kind of it for game stuff. Um, I do have a little bit of anime talk here. I haven't really watched any more Pat Labor or... Um, or uh Natsuno Arashi. I think I talked about Natsuno Arashi last week. Um I haven't really watched any more of those, but I did watch a series called A Day Before Us. Uh, I don't know if you'd really want to call this anime depending on how strict your definition of anime is. It's a uh, Korean web series, so so it has kind of more of an aesthetic that seems closer to like a Korean manhwa or something like that. Although I thought maybe it was based off a of Korean manhwa, but it's definitely or as far as I can tell it's not. Um it's 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 a unique web series. But I think a, a YouTube channel called Lico TV. They've done some other stuff, but uh, it seems like uh, a day before us is one of the most popular things. And it, I think it was, I think they they have like each episode has like a million plus views. So I think it was very popular. <laughs> um, uh, but I really enjoyed it. it like little, they're little two minute episodes. They're like 40, 40 episodes, but they're like two minutes, two to three minutes long each. And uh, man, it is the most vanilla like love story stuff you could get but i think what what the show does very very well is there's a lot of good timing on uh kind of how cheesy it can be from a romantic perspective like <laughs> especially when you're watching these episodes rapid fire back to back and like every other episode it like cuts to some like boy band singing while something romantic happens uh, but there's a lot of like, like, you know, hard cuts to songs and like hard cuts to different scenes. So it'll be like, oh, there's this like romantic thing happening and it'll be a hard cut to something kind of unexpected or a silly reaction to something that kind of nullifies the whole romantic aspect of it. But it's like very, it, it does a really good job of kind of bouncing back and forth and like still giving you that romantic moment while still giving you the like <laughs> silly, like, you know, side path off of it kind of thing. Um, I don't know how to how else to, to to say that but like there's also just like a really good attention to detail like one of my favorite episodes or maybe not attention to detail but a lot of good callbacks but like one of my favorite episodes is one where um they're like they're eating at the table and like there's this fan that's oscillating back and forth between the two guys eating at the table and then one of the guys is like oh i'm hot and there's this whole thing and so he like stops the fan on himself so he can get the the cool air but then like the lady he like sits down and then like during the middle of a conversation the fan starts to oscillate again because he he turned the fan back on it's like oh like a silly romantic thing and then and then so it like it gives you that little like romantic kind of it's not really romantic but you know he's being considerate of the the girl 
girl he likes kind of thing. And then, like, the other girl, but the other guy, like, sits down and then he, like, grabs the fan and, like, points it at her. And it's just, like, it's just really goofy. It's it's, it's just a nice mix of, like, hey, we're going to have some silly and touching, not touching, but, like, you know, I don't know, pretty cheesy romantic stuff in there. And But it has, like, a nice back and forth in it. And I, and I like that a lot. So... That's all I'll say about that. I finished it. It's pretty good. I would recommend it if you're into like super vanilla uh, and and you're okay with like a super short format uh, for, for that. But uh, yeah, I like that kind of stuff though. It's my guilty pleasure maybe. Anyways, that's it for this week. I didn't have to use a, a what's it called I don't think, a video gaming bit this week. So... So yeah, but uh, I went ahead. One thing I went ahead and did this weekend was I went ahead and recorded a pickups video that was originally going to go up on Wednesday, but because of the God Eater stream that's going to go up on Wednesday, I'm going to go ahead and push it out to next Wednesday because I don't have anything prepared for the Wednesday after next. Um, and that's going to be the last piece of like recorded, like not not podcast, um, and not stream recorded content. I'll have a stream this week on Thursday. I'm still playing Kaminazo. It'll be the part three of that. It's taken a while. I'm not doing a very good job at it, but, you know, I'm working through it. <laughs> uh, next week, Monday, there will be the final podcast that is in the normal format for this year. And then that week, I'm not sure when the stream's going to happen. It's either going to happen on Wednesday or Thursday. The reason why I'm kind of hesitant to do it Thursday is that Friday morning, I have to get up and go to the airport uh, to go to Japan. So once I figured out what time I need to leave and how prepared I am um, to, to do that, I'll probably in early in the week try to be prepared so you know I don't have to rush at the end. But um, but depending on, on how that works out, you know, Thursday I may or may not stream that day. I may move back to Wednesday. I'll let you know hopefully. Uh, I'll have a better idea as we get closer to it next week. Um, and then at that point, it's all pre-recorded content that I've set up and, and produced. So... So yeah, and then I'll, I will I will see you next year at that point. Um, so that that stuff's all coming along, and uh, I'll 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 remind you next week once we once we get there, and I'll I'll go over what's coming up, and I'll also uh, the day I leave, um, I will have a post, or the day after I leave, I think I'll have a post that's going up that compiles everything on the dates and times they go up, because the the date and time the dates and time of when things are going up will will vary. Um, from the usual schedule and because I was recording everything out of order I really couldn't in the videos and stuff I pre-recorded um, specify you know when stuff was happening so so I'll, I'll get that stuff all, all set up for you next week uh, otherwise though until then thanks for coming onecontrolport.com is the website um, like I said God Eater stream you can watch that now or wait till it goes up on the website on Wednesday and uh, yeah that's it Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great week. Bye.